Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Hello everybody, welcome once again to an exciting episode of Coppell Bible Fellowship's The Second Course Podcast. My name is Nathan, I'm at the round table with Barkef and Michael, and we are one week away from Christmas. Christmas, you bet. Man, one week. That's awesome. More importantly, we're a couple days away from my birthday. So. Oh, really? Oh, that's what's important. That's well, the first celebration. We're two weeks away from my birthday, so. <laughs> Celebratory month. The, the third, the third celebra- celebration of the month, yeah. So, um, How are you guys doing? Wait, is your birthday the 31st or the 1st? It's the 31st. So it ends he's, the year he's to a kick ta- off. He's a tax baby. I am a tax oh, yeah. baby. For real, literally a tax baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, um, we're doing we're doing well. I'll speak for both of us. All right, Bar- speak Kef. for both. <laughs> I know Barkef has got a lot going on. Busy man. Yeah, I know. This is like the perfect day to do a podcast. You have how many things happening? <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. This is like the good. only time to do it. That's right. God will make this happen. It is just a blur. So that's right. Well, that's if you guys right. are joined us last week, you know that uh, Michael and I are no longer allowed to be just the two of us on a podcast because it goes a little wheels off. So we have yep. an adult yep. in the room this time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm here to make sure. <laughs> to make He's just sure. a bigger kid. Yeah. That's all it is. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I really love hanging out with you guys. And that's our theme today. <laughs> what do you love is about love? love. <laughs> there we go. Snuck that in there. But yeah, that's, pretty good. that's pretty good. But uh, yeah, we're going to have Barkef uh, uh, walk us through it. But you know, one of the things that was just, and I knew this, but never really thought about it, mm-hmm. the word we're talking about today in the Christmas narratives doesn't show up. That's exactly. It hey, 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 don't take my stuff. I'm not taking your stuff. I'm I'm giving them a taste, there a tease, there you go. if you will. Go yeah. ahead and fill out the tease. Let's fill there. out that out. Let's dive you right bet. into it. You bet, you bet. So we are continuing our series, A Weary World Rejoices. You I, almost I was, lost it. You so, almost bombed I was, it. I was so proud. Now, first service, I played with it, but second service, I said it. There straight, was a moment. So it was all good. It's all good. <laughs> So yeah, so for the last uh, three weeks, and now this is our fourth week, uh, we looked first at hope, and then we looked at peace, and then we looked at joy, and so my turn was to deal with the word love. And interestingly enough, as I pointed out yesterday, that neither in Isaiah 7 or Isaiah 9 or Matthew chapters 1 and 2 or Luke chapter 2, the word love does not appear. And so we're going to deal with a Christmas message and the word love is not in, it's not in the message. So, But no, we took some time to talk about the reality that what, a, what better place to hear Yeah. A description of the Christmas event than from the very lips of Jesus himself, mm. in which he does uh, lay out not only what God did at that Christmas morning, what that was preparing everything for, and use the word love, and in particular the word agape, mm. which is uh, one of the four Greek words that we talked about yesterday, and uh, it is the only uh, one that applies specifically to what we're talking about. So eros is one of those Greek words, and that's that passionate love between a man and a woman. Philia, or phileo, if you will, in in the uh, city of brotherly love that talks Mm -hmm. about that friendship kind of love. Uh, We have Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And then we talked about storge, which is the idea of a love in in a not a dysfunctional home, but a home that operates as it should. Mm the love that parents have for their children. But then finally we talked about agape, and that word agape, which shows up in John three sixteen through 18, 
is a very specific term for love that uh, predates uh, the arrival of Christ uh, on his birthday, but rather it goes back even as far as to Plato. But Plato, in using that particular word, it was only a philosophical idea. Hmm. For he could not uh, understand that full experience. It was a philosophical idea, but the gods of the Greeks and the gods of the Romans were so capricious in the way that they dealt with uh, mankind that you would never apply that term to them in any way, shape, or form. But it was applied specifically to God, our Heavenly Father, and what he did through Jesus Christ, his Son. So we looked at John 3, 16 through 18, and in the process we could see at least three aspects of agape love that God expressed by sending his son. And one is that that love involved action. Mm. It wasn't just a, a, a feeling as <laughs> that famous singing theologian Tina Turner said, what's love got, got to, to do, do with it? it? Yeah. Well, everything, if it's you're talking about agape love, it is love in action. I mean, Jesus even referred to mm-hmm. himself saying that the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And then we talked about God's loving intention, that he did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. His every intention was for the goodness of those who he uh, wants to be saved, and that would be everyone. And Scripture yeah. clearly says it's his desire that all, none should perish, but all should come to know him. And then finally, the declaration, which is... Uh, two aspects to that that I highlighted, and, and that's because I think it's very clear in, in verse uh, 18, both clarity and security. Hmm. It's very clear on who has fully embraced what Christ has provided and therefore has total security. Here's what it says. He who believes in him, that is the only begotten Son of God, is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So there's great clarity there, as well as security for those who believe him at his word, his testimony, Jesus' testimony about himself, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. And, of course, his testimony in these verses. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Mm. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So it seems so simple and so clear, and yet so many miss it. I'm a good example of that. I was raised in the church. I was carried uh, to church as an infant. I went to church every Friday because my school celebrated church every Friday, all the way from kindergarten through uh, freshman year of high school. Mm. And then we moved and went to a different school. Uh, I went to church every Sunday because my parents took me to church every Sunday. But then that time comes when you get to go off to college, and suddenly the wheels come off. Mom and Dad aren't there, and now I'm just going on Christmas and Easter, and just like anybody else who's kind of finally feeling they're free from their parents' constraints. But then uh, the truth is shared with me, and I realize that all these things I've been listening to are actually true, and it applies to me personally, that I must personally 
be convinced, be persuaded that Jesus is who he claimed to be, and that happened for me. And, uh, and so we, we talked about that on Sunday, and uh, no doubt there are many in the room or who have come with friends or family who were in the boat that I was in uh, some many years ago uh, <laughs> in my college years of finally awakening to the reality. And I encouraged that if uh, there's anyone in the room that isn't persuaded, that they might do themselves a favor and just mm. take seriously uh, what Paul says in Romans ten seventeen that faith— being convinced, being persuaded, comes by hearing and hearing mm-hmm. concerning the message of Jesus Christ. And John, the Gospel of John, which can be read by any... If you got a fifth-grade education, yeah. you can read it in 20, 25 minutes at the most, that uh, John himself gives testimony to this idea. He says his purpose for writing this historical account of the person and work of Jesus Christ. Here's what he says in John 20, verses 30 and 31. Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written so that you may believe, be convinced, be persuaded that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life. Mm. In his name. And so that's what we encourage that anyone who's listening would do that. And I offered if they, if they didn't have a Bible or <laughs> that I could get them uh, not only a Bible, but if they would prefer, I could give them a living water, which is uh, just the Gospel of John itself mm-hmm. in, a, in a very small booklet. And a couple of people did come up and get them. That's so cool. that was encouraging. That's, cool. so. that's those are those are neat to have and just be able to give to people. So that's where we went. And uh, I I think it, most folks were encouraged. I did hear some encouraging feedback. Cool. So uh, we just praise God for the opportunity to share. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. And you know, some of one of the things just just kept bouncing around in my head is the three weeks prior hope, peace, and joy, those are all things provided by a loving God. Amen. Those are, you know, you can't, just because you can say that, okay, the word love doesn't appear in those portions of the Christmas prophecies and narrative, doesn't mean that it's not present, because that's exactly what a loving God wants for us. Exactly. So, I just thought that was that was a great way to bring it all together. It's just culminating in this. Well, love is kind of what ties all that together, mm-hmm. right? And then you think about the fruit of the Spirit, or you think about even the greatest of these is love. You know, That's it's right. like it all, yep. it's the all-encompassing. Yep. And I was thinking about that when we were doing joy and we were doing hope and peace. There are all these future truths yep. right, that right. affect us presently. Right. We hold on to, and and love is also a future truth and reality. But right. we can. It's just a little bit different that we can the reality of that right now. Right, we can right, hold on right. to to look at that. I will say I never knew that love wasn't in the Christmas narrative till you brought it up. <laughs> but Brian and I were talking last week about love, and we're like, "Where do you think he's going to go?" And and <laughs> what part of the Christmas narrative? Because we weren't thinking about love not being there, mm-hmm. but we were kind of. Uh, subconsciously acknowledging it wasn't there. Like, where would you go if you're going to speak on love specifically? And then when you brought it out, I was like, that's why we were trying to find a place to (laughs) to do it because it's not in there. It's not in there, but it encompasses all of it. And so, yeah, it gives you the freedom. But then I, even from my sermon two weeks ago on joy, I did, you know, at one point present the gospel a little bit because we always, and so this is what I love about your sermon Mm -hmm is because we always present the gospel multiple times every mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. but it may not be yeah. as distinct for people 
who have no clue or right. whatever because it, we're used to it being so simple and hearing it and mm-hmm. we pray it and we talk about it in our prayers and sing it and all of that. Mm-hmm. But to have um, the message of it mm-hmm. and how it's wrapped in love presented yeah. as the Christmas sermon too, I thought that was pretty unique. Well, and I think defining love, obviously super important to that because we live in a time where love is whatever you want or desire. Right, right. And, to, you know, because you hear those phrases, love is love. Well, actually, love is what is in these passages. Exactly. And to understand that um, is, for someone who's never heard it, yeah, I mean, it's just concrete, definitive. This is how God loves. Mm-hmm. This is the model of it. It's not whatever I want. It's not whatever, you know, floats my fancy or whatever. It's it's being within those uh, sidelines, for lack of a better word, of what God has said. No, this is actually what love is. So exactly, it's loving. It's loving to do that. Yeah. We're, we're going through that with one of our kids right now. We're <laughs> yeah. to create some sidelines and boundaries because it's loving. Yeah. So we're, yeah. I understand that point. Well, I think too, as we are uh, doing outreach, whether it's across the globe or in our own backyard, uh, we're reaching out to folks who, because of our culture. They don't grasp the idea of agape love. Mm-hmm. They they grasp eros. They, yeah. they grasp phileo. They may not even grasp storge, but they don't grasp the idea of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And Jesus even highlights that. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. It's not that the Greeks and the Romans could not understand that someone would give his or her life up for a friend, and Jesus highlights that because it was known idea. Greater yeah. love has no man than this, that he'd give up his life for his friend. But God goes the other measure, and that is he gives up his life for his enemies. Mm. And that that yeah. is the unique deal. And, and when we think about what the Greeks and the Romans dealt with, the reason that... Uh, Plato had had that as a philo- agape was a philosophical idea because he couldn't even how do you wh- where does this show up yeah. it doesn't show up and and what happens today people who are either literally worshiping other gods many gods one mm-hmm. god or there's something in their life that they treat in a way that only God should be mm-hmm. treated even there they can't grasp the idea of the agape love that God expresses, and when we have that high privilege of sharing with them, look, this is a historic reality. Mm-hmm. God loved you so much, as Colossians says, while you were alienated, hostile, engaged in evil deeds, want nothing, scoffing at the thought of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he sent his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't wait for you to clean yourself up. And that's so important because most people think when you come turn to spiritual things, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. You're going to judge me. You're going to condemn me. <laughs> you're going to tell me to change. Mm-hmm. You know, God didn't do any of that. Mm. He simply sent his son and said, believe me at my testimony about myself. And if you do that, I'm going to give you life everlasting. Now, will there be a change? Well, when you fully grasp that and the power of the Holy mm. Spirit within you, yeah. yes, but that also involves you being involved in a body of believers mm-hmm. that helps mm-hmm. you fully understand and grasp it all. But that gift is truly a gift. That's it's true. not based upon you now living a different life. Mm-hmm. It's based upon his faithfulness to his promises. Mm. Yeah, it's a, 
I had a terrible joke there. I was going to say, it's a pure love. You could almost say it's an untainted love. There was my 80s reference for the day. Tainted love. Okay. Anyway, I, there might be some people out there who appreciate uh, that. Who yeah, was there's that about great, three. There's about three. <laughs> there's about three. Who was that great theologian who said that? Uh, yeah. It wasn't Tina <laughs> it wasn't Turner who said that one. It was some... <laughs> Nope. Oh, I hope what that person who like thinks that's funny is listening. <laughs> Otherwise, that was a wasted joke. <laughs> no, I thought it was an excellent sermon. It was such a great cap to the... Yeah. I, well, I say cap to the Christmas. Yeah. We, we have <laughs> one more week. We actually have an actual... Yeah, I mean, we're going to land on Christmas. But those are great to... You know, as you sit there in a Christmas Eve or wherever you may be. You may not be here, but you might be sitting in a Christmas Eve service. Those... That series didn't just stop when right. we we finished, mm-hmm. quote unquote, with love. You can ponder those the entire time you're sitting there. Absolutely, you know, and and then what a perfect time. You know, it's a great like just to to sit and dwell in that. And as you are singing those songs or with your family, that can absolutely be the forefront of your mind. That whole that every message that was out there, you know, and uh, just because I mean, and that's for us. We sit there and we think, oh, a series, we're done. We don't think, okay, we never have to talk about it again. But, man, sometimes you can get busy and not think, okay, I need to carry that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's yeah. a, that's actually fun, too, because, you know, typically we go book, not book by book, as in one book after the other. Yeah. But we pick a book and we go through it, you know, chapter and verse and all of that. And Christmas series comes and, and gives us the chance to do what's called topical. And, yeah. And really... Go. But the hard part there is trying to condense one thing in one sermon. Right, right. All right, let's take the entire Bible. There you go. Here <laughs> the we go. Point of the entire Bible. Like, I was talking to Brian about that too. I was like, man, is it kind of that's the hard part about topical? Because then you're like, I got so many verses I could use. I got so many stories I could use. And so you know, you don't have the context of of just that book as yeah, a whole, the theme right, and et cetera. Right. So that that's the that's the it's fun to throw out there at yeah. this time of the year and to look at those and, and to think about those things because honestly, the, those are the things that people are thinking about and Absolutely. hearing those words or things sure. they're hearing more this time of the year. So to bring truth into yeah. their lives with the reality of those words from a biblical perspective, I think is beautiful. I have a friend who calls them mind vitamins. Mind you got you got mind vitamins to take before you walk in on Christmas Eve. Uh, (laughs) i always like that one here's Uh, something to you know because we did talk about that that all of these things yes there are emotional responses right but they're not based on pure emotion they are truth they're the fact Mm -hmm. and so there's your mind vitamin is put the fact in your brain dwell on it focus Mm -hmm. on it focus on the truth and then see what peace what joy what hope that brings to your life the Absolutely. love you experience so yeah well it was awesome it was fun doing a yeah. weary world rejoices we now are on to a i don't think Christmas i ever have to Eve. say the title again yeah <laughs> the lord <laughs> be happy about it uh no next week is one service sunday yes it, it is, is 10 45 a.m a.m for a christmas eve service eve is the whole day but you just tend to think of it as a nighttime thing yes you know right, so 10:45 right. in the morning is our christmas eve service one service sunday the following sunday we'll be back to two but next week we are at one and we'd love for you to join us because it's going to be a fun one yeah yes, it, yes. it is really yeah, going to yeah. be neat i i'm actually out of town and i'm sad so i may have somebody facebook it to uh, me i'll facetime you during the <laughs> facetime me during the whole <laughs> thing man i'm yeah. able to get on stage too and show i will be day. i will be go. at there church go. where i'm at right, but right, but right, it right. will be in the evening not the morning so yeah. i can get yeah, up yeah, early yeah, yeah. do that now it'll be fun so we'd love for you to join us next week yeah. 10 45 in the morning 
Man, and then we won't have a podcast next week because we won't be in office, but we'll pick up right after that December 31st one. Man, our next podcast is going to be January first. Oh wow. boy, how cool is that? Twenty twenty four. It's going to be. It's going to be a first. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So yeah, and we actually got a, a new series coming y'all's yeah. way. I think Nathan unveiled it last week. I, I messed up, but <laughs> it's all good. We tried to keep it secret, but you know, right, some, right. as I told my wife last night, sometimes words just come out. <laughs> Everyone knows that about you. <laughs> sometimes words just and come me. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Uh, well, it's Titus, and so if you want to, yeah. you know, if you get a little time off from work in the next couple of weeks, and you want to prep a little bit, yeah, grab the book of Titus. It's, it's read short, through it. It's a short one. Short yeah. Book. Oh, yeah. So you, can, you can Fun. read yeah. through it and get get ready for what's coming. That's awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate every one of you. Thank you for being with us this Sunday. Merry Christmas to you, Merry and uh, it's our prayer that you guys would have a very blessed time um, with family, with friends, but also uh, just literally taking those mind vitamins and dwelling on it. And uh, uh, we hope to celebrate with you uh, this Sunday. Please, please come join us. That's and, right. Uh, have a great week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.